Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. OMG, it is Dr. G here this week to talk to you. And guess what? I have company. Well, you kind of knew I had company, right? Well, maybe not because I've had some solo episodes. But anyway, today we have the amazing, the extraordinary, the fabulous, Kelly Sparta. And Kelly's going to tell you all about who she is and what she's up to. Take it away, Kelly. Hi, uh, I'm Kelly Sparta. I am a transformational shaman and uh, I work with people who are trying to have happier lives. So I walk people through the process of letting go of all their limiting beliefs and their challenging assumptions and all the things that get in the way of their happiness and to shift their perspectives so that they can be less stressed, have less anxiety, and feel more comfortable and confident in their own skin. I do that both through emotional and mental exercises, as well as through energetic ones. Wow, that sounds intriguing. That definitely does. Especially the part about the energetic energetic exercises, you know, that's always like, hmm, you know, but, you know, you mentioned something, a couple of things there, and, and I am really, really curious beyond the energetic uh, techniques, uh, how did one become a shama? Yeah, I get that question a lot. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's very interesting because if you ask every shaman about that, they're all going to give you a different story, but it all has the same theme. The spirit came up, grabbed me by the throat, threw me on the ground and said, you're mine, right? <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> Most people don't choose a shamanic path, it chooses them. So, uh, you know, for me, I, my mother was psychic when she was a child and she was scared of it and she put it away and she, she turned it off and she never figured out how to turn it back on again. And she was absolutely committed to the idea that that would not be my life. And so from the time I was five years old, she was bringing home personal growth courses, psychic development courses. We were listening to Seth and Ram Das and Abraham Hicks and JC Knight and uh, so many people, I don't even remember them all. I mean, she brought home EST, which was a precursor to Landmark Forum at this point. Oh, wow. It was the not kinder, gentler version. <laughs> she brought okay. that home when and, I was and like Landmark's six years not old. that kind or gentle either. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, that the, you know, that's the short answer is that, you know, she just raised me in it. So it's as close to a, an apprenticeship sort of scenario as you can get oh without actually doing it. Yeah. That sounds like some pretty like high level training your mom was uh, imparting on you. So that's, that's pretty amazing. much. 
That's amazing. Wow. I was doing self-hypnosis when I was 10. I was reading tarot cards when I was 12. Yeah. I've been doing this stuff forever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So natural path to become who you are now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then, so, um, throughout the journey, like, was there, was there a moment or were there moments where you felt fear? You know, did you ever have that? (laughs) You ever have that feeling, you know, the fear feeling? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a constant companion. Yeah. If you live on, like, if you live your life the way I live mine, fear and I are good friends at this point. (laughs) Oh, interesting. So now you got to tell us more. You got to tell us a story. Tell us your story. Tell us what happens when you 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 face fear. If you, if you want to grow in your life, you have to go to the places that scare you. There's just, there's no option. So uh, as a shaman, I am useless to other people if I'm not doing my own work. And so I'm constantly having to go into the places that scare me. I'm constantly having to look at the things that I don't want to look at. I'm constantly challenged to look in the dark places in my own soul and pull out those things that I've hidden away and, and bring them up to the light and go, yep, that's mine. I got to own it. You know, <laughs> I don't really have an option, but, you know, so after a while, friend just, be- or, or, you know, fear just becomes a friend, you know? You, you start to recognize it as a doorway to initiation, right? It's like it's an initiation point to a new path, a new you, a new state of being, right? And so when you see fear as that, instead of as this big old boogeyman monster coming to get you, then it becomes easier. There's, a, there's an episode I love in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And it's called the fear demon. It's episode it's in season four. I don't remember which episode number it is, but if you go on YouTube, you'll find it. Um, And it is, it's, it's a great allegory for what fear is. And basically the, the upshot is that fear becomes bigger. The more you run from it, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. The more you run from the more, the moment you turn around and stare it in the face, it shrinks down. And that's the key with fears. You got to turn around and face it say, okay, what if this happens? Right. Cause fear, most fears are what ifs, right. They're all Absolutely. what if, what if, what Absolutely. if, what if, right. And, and we do and, that so much, don't we? Oh my God. And they're all things that almost never happen. Right. We're right. just like, what if, what if, what if, well, what if something amazing happened instead? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what if you, exactly. what if in the other direction for a while, wouldn't that be nice? Right. And, and so, you know, most what ifs are, are things that are never going to happen. So simply turning and facing them and saying, okay, well, if that happens, then I'll do this is, is usually sufficient. Right. Love so, it. Love it. Yeah. Because, you, you know, that is a very simple pearl that is very like, applicable right away. Okay. And so, but most of the time we are so caught up in the negative portion of that, of that feeling of that emotion that we don't understand. And I tell people this all the time and they're like, look at me like I'm crazy. But you know, the reason why I started this podcast was because I have a fear of public speaking. And I decided one day that I was going to face that fear, like basically, you know, head on. So I became a public speaker and got on stages and then I started a podcast, you know, go figure. But anyway, you um, you know, so 
when you start to look at it, like you said, in a positive light, instead of giving it ownership of negativity, amazing things start to happen, right? Like you start to get energy from it, like positive energy. And then of course, you know, you can use it then to fuel your success or your progress and tackling that thing. Right. So I don't know, give a fear of, um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say fear of spiders as a good example, but like, if you have a fear of, no, I but don't you're know, picking that up from me. <laughs> is that right? Do you have fear Grandmother of spiders? spider is my totem. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. I do a lot of work with grandmother spider and community building and web weaving and yeah. Oh, wow. So I, see, I didn't even know that. And, and look at that. No. that that's pretty cool. Go. That's cool. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, you take that. Okay. So say for example, you have a fear of going on a boat. I don't know for whatever yeah. reason. Um, and then you like, before you get on a boat, you're like, Oh my God, the boat's going to sink. Da, 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 da. Like instead of saying those negative things, instead you could say, oh, we're going to go on a boat. We're going to get to go to places where we couldn't go by car. You know, we're going to see the whales. I don't know where you are, but like, you're going to see the whales going by. You're going to get to see sea life, you know, instead of looking at it like that, right? Which is what you're suggesting, which I think is brilliant. Um, people tend to look at it the other way. Oh, it's a Titanic. It's going to hit an iceberg, even though we're going into the Caribbean. And we're going to like, right. you know, <laughs> sink. I'm like, really? You're gonna hit ice? Which point, you know, just go get yourself a life preserver, right? Right. Just get a life preserver and then you can stop worrying about it, right? Exactly. Bring one with you. And then you can stop worrying about it, right? Yeah, it's it's just incredible how we work ourselves up in such negative ways. Positivity just gives us so much more energy. It makes us happier. So it does. Yeah. It does. It also, there's also a trap to it though. And this is the thing that I hear from people all the time is that they're like, oh, I'm just going to be positive. I'm just going to look at the positive. I'm just going to look at the positive. And that becomes its own form of spiritual bypass. Everything that we do has to come with the balance of the other side, right? So you can't just be positive and not acknowledge the negative, because if you do that, you're, you're doing what's known as spiritual bypass. You're, you're going, no, 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 no. I'm not looking at that thing over there. I won't look at it. No, 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 no. You can't make me, I'm not looking. And it's still there and it's still going to come and bite you in the butt. It's just, you're not going to see it coming because you're too busy looking over here. And so positivity, yes, absolutely. And you can't deny what's there. So they're both and, it's not either or, it's both and, right? It's don't get invested in the negative and don't get attached to the positive, right? Because if you invest in the negative, then you get into this negative spiral cycle. And if you attach to the positive, then you're, you're feeling victimized and upset every time the negative shows up. You're like, but no, I was doing my positive thinking. I you know, it's my fault. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> sometimes things happen, you know, and sometimes things happen for a reason, right? And if we're not looking at the parts of ourselves that scare us, if we're not looking at the parts of ourselves that we don't, we think are ugly or or not so no not not so acceptable, if we're not looking at those pieces, then they will come up in different ways, and that's what drags us down right? So we have to be balanced. Yes, be positive. Yes, look for the positive because you're really 
really angled towards the negative, right? So we're looking for balance there, right? But we're not looking to swing from one entirely to the other to the exclusion of the other, because that'll give us the same problem in the opposite direction as what we've got now, right? Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, no, you have absolutely have to acknowledge what you're dealing with. There's no doubt about that. Right. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many people I know who go, la, 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 there's no problem. There's no problem. And then suddenly, you know, they're evicted or whatever. It's just like, no, oh, no I see. Problem. I see. You know, gotcha, it's like, gotcha. you got to pay attention. Yeah. To what's you can't put blinders on. on. That doesn't make you sense. You can't put yeah. blinders on. And, you know, the eviction is a, is a, is a more physical world thing, but it happens spiritually as well. Interesting. No, that's, that's cool. That is cool. And then, so, you know, I am also curious, how did you, okay. So you said that your mom planted all these seeds and then Mm -hmm. you also said that it was like a, um, it was like a natural pathway that occurred, but I mean, to just make that decision though, I think still requires something, right. It still requires something for you to make that decision and go that path because you could be raised in a, in a family of accountants and you, all you could see around you is numbers, but you can make a decision when you are of age to do something entirely different. So yeah. there had to be something or a series of things that led you to make the decision. Yeah. Well, so um, I went to college and I got married uh, when I wasn't even done with college yet. Um, this is my, my, you know, caveat mTOR for those of you out there, don't get married before you're 28. Okay. <laughs> Cause at 28, the, your Saturn return happens and you're going to be doing something different. So, uh, but I got married at 21 and divorced at 28. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, okay. okay. Um, but when I was married, I was married to an atheist. And so I really didn't do any of this stuff. Right. Okay. And, um, when I was, I was looking for a change in career. I I basically woke up one day and went, yeah, I built the American dream and I hate my life. I have a trophy husband. I mean, he was gorgeous. And I have a big house on a cul-de-sac with a dog and, you know, and I had a business that was thriving and I was the president of a local charity. And, and, you know, I mean, from the outside, my life looked super successful. And I just looked at it and went, I hate this. My husband and I had been in a a cold war in our marriage for years. And I didn't, the dog didn't like me. (laughs) I didn't like the dog. You know, we didn't get along. She was constantly, uh, she was an alpha female, constantly vying for my husband's attention and shoving me, literally shoving me out of bed at times. Um, the, the business I I had burnt out on years before, and I was hiding in the, uh, the charity to try and make myself feel better about my life. (laughs) And I just, there was nothing. I mean, I had a few friends that I liked, but other than that, I was like, wow, I really hate my life. And so I raised it to the ground. I divorced my husband. I had him take the dog. I sold the big house I never wanted. I sold my business. I quit the the charity and I moved out of state to to live with a bunch of people I met at the Renaissance Fair. (laughs) My my former business partner said I ran off and joined the circus and he was not wrong. (laughs) Okay. 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 Yeah. 
So the A Saturn return, <laughs> so okay. the early midlife crisis, right? So, and then I just, I, I, that started me on a four-year path of my own internal journeying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that I lived with uh, turned out to all be shamans or magical people of some kind. And, okay. um, and we worked with each other uh, for four years in that house and I learned ritual there and I learned... Um, I learned a lot of stuff there. And at the end of the four years, there was a natural ending point and everybody's just started to move away. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find a place to land. I kept trying to find a new apartment and I get turned down and turned down and turned down and turned down and nobody would take me. And I ended up homeless and living on, I was, I was running a teaching circle at the time. And so I was camping out on a, on, in, in guest bedrooms of my students. So a different day every week, I was at somebody else's house. So every day of the week, I switched houses. And uh, that went on for about six months. And then I went to a retreat. Uh, I went to a festival. And I knew when I was leaving that I was not coming back anytime soon. I, I thought I was moving. But you know, spirit said, no, you just, you need to just plan on not coming back anytime. soon. you need to quit your job um, because you won't be coming back. And I was like, okay. And, uh, and you don't want to have all your stuff in storage. So I scheduled to give away everything I owned. And I, the deal was, you know, whoever came to take stuff had to help me cart off whatever was left to the local charity. And, uh, And the day after I scheduled that, I landed in somebody's house and opened up their bathroom reading and it was um, lame deer seeker revisions. And I opened to a random page in the book and it said the the apprentice shaman before his uh, initiation will give away everything he owns. And I went, (laughs) (laughs) no kidding. Holy crap. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh my God, I'm in trouble. Right. And so I was like, okay, noted. And so I went to the festival and I followed the signs. And that's a much longer story that's on my blog if you want to read it. Um, And I ended up pulling into, I ended up following some people home, pulling into Bloomington, Indiana at five o'clock in the morning thinking, okay, this is going to be my new home. I pulled in, there was the sign, welcome to Bloomington. And I went, oh, this isn't home. Crap, I'm on walkabout. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, right? So never occurred to me that I was already on walkabout because I had been homeless for six right. months at that point. And, and you have now you no know, belongings, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Just, uh... I gave up everything I owned. And, and so I spent the next six months on the road uh, and living on $350 a month of unemployment insurance and the kindness of strangers. And uh I went 14,000 miles in that six months, drove all over the country. And uh, that was what taught me where I ended and other people began because as an empath, I didn't know that. I didn't know who I was uh, as separate from other people. I always thought I was a reflection of others, right? I was a chameleon and I, I, took it as a gift. I was like, I can blend in with anybody. I can feel like I belong anywhere. And, and it's true, but I also had no clue who I was. Right. And so that journey taught me a lot about that. It also dispelled some inner myths of my own. And if at the beginning of that 
particular part of the journey, I wrote this blog post that really outed myself around all my fears. It was the first time I was truly vulnerable about how I was feeling about things. The first time I'd ever told anybody any of this stuff. And, and uh, so it was, it was a starting point for me in a lot of ways. It was, it was really where I, where the rubber hit the road for me in terms of doing my deep work without having to have other people prod me into it, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was revolutionary for me. That is an amazing story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I mean, wow. Okay. So, So, you know, like, I just love how you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, my was raised and my mom, you know, she like basically was raising me up and then uh, she brought all these amazing trainings home, things that people pay like thousands of dollars for tens of thousands of dollars for. Mm -hmm. And she like, just, you know, gave me the tools that I needed. And then, then I was a shaman. (laughs) (laughs) But look at the backstory. The backstory is like so good. Hey, it's Dr. G, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, well, there's there's a ton more than what I even said there. I mean, I could talk for like three hours on this topic because it was it was a lot of different pieces and parts. But um, I actually the. I have a podcast, uh, Spirit Sherpa, and the opening and closing song on that podcast is a song I wrote while I was on Walkabout and I recorded it. And so that that is the the whole thing there. And so the the main melody line is what I was telling people was true. And then the harmony descant over top is all the emotional stuff that was happening in the background for me. So it's it's really kind of fun from that perspective. But Yeah, you know, there's one other piece that I should probably tell you that came before the walkabout, which is the day that Grandmother Spider claimed me. Okay. And that was, I was living in this house with these other shamans and people, and we were all, you know, Renaissance fair workers, so we're all performers too. And, you know, it was was really a great place to live. Um, And I went to the basement for something, and I don't remember what now. But it was one of those old Victorian houses where the the pull switch is in the center of the room that you have to pull, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was at night. And so it was pitch black. 
and I go walking in and I'm like feeling my way around trying to find the pull switch. And next thing I know, I feel spider webs all over me. I was like, oh, I don't need whatever it is that I was looking for that badly. And I turn around and I left and I'm like, I'll get it in the morning when I can see the spider webs. Right. And so I came upstairs and, you know, went to bed and came back down in the morning, got whatever it was, but there were no spider webs in the room. There were none. And when I thought back on it, I had no spider webs on me when I came up the stairs from the basement the night before. And so I went to my friend and I was like, uh, uh, Ken, <laughs> there, there are no spider webs. <laughs> and he said, oh, grandmother spider's calling you. And I was like, uh, okay, what does that mean? Because I had never heard of a shaman before this. And he said, uh, well, you should really listen to her before, you know, she does to you what she did to me. And I was like, well, what did she do to you? And he said, well, she hatched an entire egg nest over my bed and they came down and feasted on me in the middle of the night. And I was like, what? Yeah, I don't want that. No. I don't want that. So That's I'm so going to listen. <laughs> right. Well, like, uh, so how about no? <laughs> So, so I was like, what do I need to do? What is it? What is it? He's like, well, we'll sit down and talk to grandmother spider and to ask her what she wants. She's claiming you. That means that she's claiming you for the path of shamanism. I'm like, uh, I had been identifying as a witch up until this moment, because that was the only path I knew. Right. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> right? And so I sat down and talked with grandmother spider and I didn't get a lot out of the conversation. I just got a yes, you know, take this journey, whatever. And before I left for this retreat, this festival, um, I had, uh, had a dream about my back covered in tattoos of different mm. totem animals. Okay. And so there were six animals in total. And the first one was grandmother spider. And so before I went to this festival where they were, they had uh, ritual tattoo artists on site at this festival. And uh, before I went there, I had emailed saying, Hey, you know, I don't know if I can reach you. I, I put it up on the, on the board. They had a, a BBS system. That's how old this okay. was. <laughs> <laughs> a bulletin board system, right? Um, and uh, I said, you know, I'm trying to get hold of Abraham to get my tattoo and da, 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 da. I've been told he's the guy I need to talk to, blah, blah, blah. And I, I put it out there like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night. Well, somebody saw it and grabbed it and forwarded it to him directly. Okay. And he reached out to me via email at one o'clock in the morning that night saying, if you hear this, if you get this email, um, I can do your tattoo, but if you don't respond to me before I leave, then I'm, I'm, I'll be booked up by the time I talk to you. And I happened to be online at the time the email came through and went, yes, I would like to do this. And we went over what it was and whatever. And so we went and did that and, and scheduled it. And so I get to the festival and I've asked a friend of mine from the house that I lived in and the guy that lived in Bloomington that I was following home to stand in for me at the ritual of doing the tattoo as somebody from my life before and the life I was going into to sort of bookend that. And both of them within five, 10 minutes of each other came up to me and said, I'm so sorry. I've been up all night at the drum circle and I am too exhausted to stand and hold space for you. 
And I went, okay. Right. I didn't feel abandoned at all. Really? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right. But I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all right. All right. So I go to the tattoo part the tattoo tent and I have to wake him up because he too was up all night at the drum circle, the, the okay. tattoo artist. Okay. And uh, so while I'm waiting for him to make his breakfast, PB, PB and J, yes. I go into the, uh, the tent which is one of those white BJ's tents, right? Okay. You know? Okay. And, um, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, maybe I just shouldn't do this. Right. Didn't matter that a friend had, had actually come up to me before I left and said, I know you're going to, you know, whinge about the price of this. So I'm just going to pay for it. Oh, and she handed me $400 for the tattoo. That's and how much the, tattoos cost. Holy that's smokes. how much it, the, the ritual tattoo cost. Yeah. Got it. And she got just, it. she yeah. handed me the money and I was like, she said, now you don't have an excuse to, to not spend the money on it. Cause she got gotcha, you. Right? Gotcha. And so I'm sitting there despite this going, maybe I'm just not supposed to do this because they canceled on me and he's not awake and da, 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 da. And I turned and I looked and there suspended by a single thread in the center of the tent was a spider. And I looked at her and I went, I got it. I'm getting the tattoo. And she crawled back up and disappeared. Wow. Right now, flash forward 25, 40 minutes later, he's up, he's mixing his, his inks. In the meantime, the flaps open and people are coming by and this this random woman has wandered in and we're chatting and he gets ready. He's like, okay, I'm ready. You know, he, he puts the tattoo stencil on my back and he says, um, Okay, just state your intention, you know, before we go. Oh, no, wait. She says, do you mind if I stay mm-hmm. for the tattoo? And I said, well, and I looked at her really hard because whoever's mm-hmm. there, their energy gets built into that, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this woman. I didn't know her at all. And I looked at her and I looked at her and I looked at her. I was like, I surprised myself by saying, yeah, you can stay. And she's like, great. And so he said, okay, state your intention just before we get started. So everybody's on the same page. And I said, well, my intention for the tattoo is to learn to walk the web of life gracefully before I learn to weave it. And she looked at me and she went, isn't that funny? And I said, what? She said, I'm here. I have a booth here. And I weave, I, I spin my own thread and I weave my own cloth and I'm selling my wares here. Uh, you know, the things that I've woven. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> right? Grandmother Spider sent me the perfect person. And I'm, I'm even getting chills again now telling the story, right? And he started chanting and I went into space and everybody's chanting and I'm gone. I am just gone. And I'm, I'm in a vision with my, with grandmother spider and I'm in the room with her and I'm in tears and I mean, we're in what looks like a castle, right? And in the center of the castle is this stone well coming up out of the center and, and across the well is this spider web. And I'm across the room from it. And I'm just in tears going, thank you for deeming me worthy of sending me support. I really needed the support. And thank you. Thank you. And grandmother spider just literally backhands me across the room. And she just sends me flying across the room and she says, get up and walk over here. And, and we go over to the, the well and she points at a strand 
in the web. And she said, you see how that strand is frayed and looks like it's going to break? And I said, yes. She said, I shore it up because it needs shoring up, not because it's worthy, not because it's important, but because it needs shoring up. It is no different than anything else. They all deserve the same attention. And I never want to hear the word worthy out of your mouth again. And I was like, noted. (laughs) She's like, did you ever ask if somebody was worthy of your healing? And I was like, no. She said, yeah, well, I don't ask it either. So shut up. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. Straightforward much. I mean, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I was heavily in my warrior at the time. There is a reason my last name is Sparta. I took it when I got divorced from my husband. Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. enough. Very heavily in my warrior self, man. I have mellowed much in old age, but but yeah, it was oh, like, wow. That. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That's How long amazing. Do we have for this podcast? I'm telling lots of stories here. <laughs> That's okay. Stories are good. We like stories. <laughs> so here, here's the deal. I'm curious now. So um, what are the services that you offer now? Like how can people reach out to you and learn more or, you know, um, get a service that you offer? Yeah. So uh, the way that you work with me is you start off with a program that I call Inner Peace 101, which is finding emotional safety. And the reason you start there is because you cannot grow if you are constantly on the defensive. Growth requires leaving your comfort zone. And if you are already past your ability to cope bandwidth wise with all the things that you've got climbing at, you know, flying at your face, you're not going to grow. There is just not possible. And so the, the first program is designed to get you to the point where you are solid enough in yourself, where you're not constantly feeling defensive, where your anxiety levels have dropped dramatically, where you're, you're feeling safe in your skin. And we do that emotionally and mentally and energetically uh, as part of the process. And so that's the very first step to working with me. And you can do that. Uh, by visiting my website at kellysparta.com and clicking on the uh, online courses portion and reading the uh, Inner Peace 101 details. And so awesome. that is the very first step. I run a whole mystery school. So the, the, the first three steps in the mystery school get you to the point where you are solid and complete on your own, where you feel comfortable in your own skin and where all of your baggage is neatly labeled and carry on sized. So, yeah. You can do carry on. That's good. That's good. (laughs) And here's the deal. Um, So for those who are not having immediate access to the show notes, um, could you spell out your name? so that they can find it properly on, um, on the web. Yes. It's my, my first name is the unusual part. It's K E L L E just E it's not I E it's not E Y it's not I it's, it's just E K E L L E last name is Sparta, like the Greek city state, right? S P A R T A. And, and it's kellysparta.com. Perfect. 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 Yeah, I just like to have that because like, you know, sometimes we listen to podcasts when we're doing other things like driving a car, et cetera, you know? And so it's just good to have that because then you can just go back and like listen to it. Like, oh, okay. And then they'll remember that too. The fact that you yeah. said, you know, Kelly with an E, just E, you know? So right. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good catch, catchphrase for people to, to remember that. Our memory mnemonic, I guess. 
Um, so, you know, this has been such a fascinating conversation. You know, I've been like, oh my gosh, these stories are so good. I love it. <laughs> and because um, I love stories. I think, I think we all kind of love stories, right? I mean, I, that's I like how too. our yeah. human nature is to, to hear stories. We feel like we can identify with it. And as you were telling your story, of course, I was like, you know, like I was so engrossed because you were, you did such a fantastic job describing things. And I think you like cater to my senses. And so I was like, Oh yeah, I could totally see the web coming down and just a single fiber. And I could see her looking with all her eyes at you. And, and like, it totally was there. Like I was there in a tent with you. And I was like there when, you know, they started chanting and they started working on your, on your, um, your tattoo. So thank you for sharing that. We appreciate it. And so um, in such a vivid fashion, I think, you know, it's one thing to have stories to tell, but it's another thing to tell them effectively and bring the audience in with you on the journey. So I appreciate that. Thank you. So here we are at the um, traditional piece of our show, and that is Kelly Sparta. Are you ready for fill in the blanks? Yes. All right. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so glad. All right. Here we go. I just sit with right. these questions. I'm glad you sent them to me in advance. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Some people are like, <laughs> oh my God, what is this? I mean, I said everybody, I said to everybody in advance, but like some people still forget and then they're like, uh, I don't know. So I am glad that you looked at them. Because <laughs> here we go. All right, okay. here we go. So the first one is if I am fearless, I will. I will go big every time. I will choose the thing that is the biggest. I will choose the thing that is the scariest. I will choose the thing that is closest to my greatest aspiration. Love it. Love it. The next one is, to me, fearless freedom means. Having the power and the resources to say yes. And when I say power, I mean internal power, not external power. But the, the internal power and resources, I mean, external, I mean, money, right? Right, 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 Cause, right. Because I want to, I want to have the money to be able to do what I want to do. Right. And so if you're out there and you're, you're thinking you're going to walk down a spiritual path and you're going to say, oh, but I don't need much money. Please, please ask for the damn money. Okay. Ask for the money. You need money to survive in this world. Please ask for the money. You're, you're allowed. It's okay. Right. The, the money is what gives us the freedom to be able to do what we want to do and the power to be able to reach the people we need to reach. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that's a whole other conversation. I could talk that about like money mindset and all that stuff, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> you should be compensated for what you do because you are absolutely right. It requires that construct to be able to do things right. I mean, money is a thing that we use to buy food to eat, et cetera. Absolutely. Basic, and basic you stuff. know, other people get paid for what they do. Why wouldn't you get paid for what you do? Exactly. I agree with you. Oh my gosh. Hello. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a, like I said, for us as women too, that's a big conversation. That's that's big, big. conversation. We tend yeah. not to ask for what we deserve and what we are offering compensation. We should get that. So and we think we awesome. deserve less than we do. Exactly. I, we think because oh. it's easy for us that it's, it, it, it isn't worth much. It's like, hello, if it's easy for you, you are in your zone of genius, exactly. which means that you are doing the thing that is worth more than anybody else's. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Say it again for those in the back. 
I love you. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm telling you, it's, it's, not, it's something else, man. Something else. All right. And then last but not least, my battle cry is. Yes. Oh, my battle cries. Yes. I love that. I love it. Oh, I'm a yes gosh. girl. The more you say yes to, the more interesting your life becomes. Truth. Truth. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us here at the Fearless Film Tribe. We appreciate you. We appreciate your perspective. And uh, oh my, we love, love, loved how you told the story. So thank you so much for all of that. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I, I, this, this is a joy. I'm not usually the one doing the interviewing. So it's really nice to be interviewed. <laughs> totally. 